الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فقد جاء أشراطها فأنا لهم إذا جاءتهم ذكراهم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بادروا بالأعمال, بادروا بالأعمال سبعا وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام بادروا بالأعمال, بادروا بالأعمال فتنا كقطع الليل المظلم أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام <coughs> Respected elders, brothers, children in Islam, I would like to share with you an incident in the time of Sayyidina Umar anhu. Of course, in these incidents, there are great lessons. This particular incident is mentioned in the famous book of Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, Al-Jami'u Sahih, or the Sahih Bukhari. It is said that once in the time of Hazrat Umar anhu, a group of people were sitting around him. Among them were certain Sahaba, and there were people, we call them the Tabi'in, people that came after the Sahaba, that never saw Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When Hazrat Umar asked this question, he says, who of you, is there anyone among you who has heard anything from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the fitna, about fitna that will strike this world? Is there anyone that knows anything? Now from this we see, we learn also that Hazrat Umar was such a great Sahabi, he was the second Khalifa, he was one of the scribes of Wahi, but even he is asking people, and he's asking juniors, Sahaba who were junior to him, asking them that tell me something that you heard from Rasulullah So we learn from this, that when it comes to learning Deen, no matter how senior you are, you have to ask people and you can learn even from those who are younger than you. So Hazrat Umar asked this question. The Sahabi who replied was Hudayfa ibn Yaman anhu. And Hudayfa ibn Yaman was that Sahabi, he was known as Sahibu Sir, meaning the keeper of secrets. There were certain secret things that were given to him by Rasulullah wasallam, which none other None of the other Sahaba knew. For example, the names of the Munafiqeen. Only he knew them. The identities of the Munafiqeen in the time of Nabi Wasallam. So Hudayfa bin Yaman replied, he says, I have heard something and I can tell you. Now because he answered so quick, Hazrat Umar remarked, he says, Innaka alayha la jari'un. You are very bold. You are very brave and bold to make this claim. So let's hear, tell me, what did you hear from Nabi Wasallam? Then he said that fitna to rad, fitna to rajuli fi malihi wa ahlihi wa waladihi 
وجارهي. There will be a fitna that will affect a man with regards to his wife, his family, his children, and even his neighbors and his wealth. Fitna in your family, your children, your wealth, your neighbors. And then he says, to kafiru has sawmu was sadaqatu was salatu, to kafiru has salatu was sawmu was sadaqa, wal amru bil ma'aruf wal nahyu alin munkar. That fitna that will strike man with regards to his wife, his children, his wealth, his neighbors, there is a kafara for that. And that kafara is salah, sawm, sadaqa, sawm means fasting, sadaqa, and amr bil maruf nahi alin munkar. Now we see that a kafara, what is kafara? Kafara means something that can compensate. So if something happened to you in your life, to compensate for that, when that fitness strikes a person, the compensation for that is to have, to make salah, to give sadaqah, to keep fast, to make amr bil maruf, to command things that are good, nahi alin munkar, prohibit that which is wrong. So these a'mal of deen will compensate, it will sort of wipe out, it will offset that fitna. Now, I'll come back to this, inshallah. This is actually the main theme of the talk today. But let's complete the whole story. So, Hazrat Umar said that this is not what I'm asking you about. I'm not asking you about that fitna. I'm asking you about the fitna, Tamuju Kamojil Bahar, which will flow like the waves of the ocean. It will, it will swamp this earth. How? Imagine if you have, just imagine that tidal wave comes or that tsunami comes how it swamps the entire land, it wipes everything out. That is the fitna that I'm asking you about. So Hazrat Hudayfa radiyallahu said, the Yamil al-Mu'mineen, laysa alayka bihi ba'sun. You don't need to worry about that fitna. You are safe from that fitna. Because between you and that fitna is a locked door. There is a locked door. Immediately Hazrat Umar asked him that tell me that door that you say is locked. Will it be opened or will it be broken down? Because Hazrat Umar knew that this, this golden era of Islam won't last for long. A time will come when things will change. So if he's saying there's a door that is locked between me and that fitna, either that door will be opened with a key, like we normally do, or it will be broken down. So Hudayfa replied, he says, Ya Mu'minin, that door will be broken down. It won't be opened. It will, people will come and break it down. Then Hazrat Umar said that when, in that case, if it will be broken down, it will never be closed again. Obviously, if you break a door down, you can't lock it again. If you open it with a key, you can still close it. So that was finished. Now the people that were sitting around Hudayfa, they asked him, they tell me, does Umar know who that door is? Hudayfa replied that he knows it so well, like he knows that night comes after day. Now night follows day, how he knows that? He knows who that door is. Then the gathering was over, but now these people were inquisitive. They were curious. Who is that door? But they were frightened to ask Hudayfa radiallahu So they got a person, his name is Masruq rahimahullah. He's also among the Tabi'in, a great muhaddith. There's a whole story about why his name is Masruq. Masruq means something that has been stolen. So he, they told him that, look, you are quite close to Hudayfa. Ask him who that door is. Then Masruq went and he asked Hudayfa, 
So Hudayfa replied, that door is none other but Umar He is that door that protected this ummah from the fitna. When he died, now what does it mean the door was broken? It means that he never died a normal death. He was assassinated, he was killed. We know the story about the Persian slave, Abu Lu'lu, who stabbed Hazrat Umar while he was engaged in the Fajr Salah. So that is the story about this fitna. But let's come back to this issue of the fitna of a man with regards to his wife, his children, his family, his, his wealth, even his neighbors. So that is the fitna and the kafara, I told you, is salah, sawm, sadaqah. So obviously, it doesn't mean, I don't misunderstand this. Firstly, let's understand what is the meaning of fitna. So fitna has got a lot of meanings. One meaning is this. It can mean a trial, a test. Fitna can mean an evil that affects a large portion of the community. Fitna can mean corruption in the community. It can mean an azab from Allah. So it's got different meanings. One meaning of fitna is the signs of qiyamah. These are all fitnas that will affect this world. But here, the meaning of the fitna here is a trial and a test. Allah Ta'ala will test us through our wives, our children, our wealth, our neighbors. These things will form a test for us in this dunya. So what happens is sometimes a person to please his wife, to please his children, he violates and he breaks the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is a very serious fitna. And it happens, I'll tell you just recently, there was a wedding that's supposed to take place. A girl, a girl that waited for years for a partner, it, he came along, they were about to make that nikah. Now the mother says this, the mother says that, now we want this money, we want that. This things to buy, we need money for this. So the father is in a very stressed out situation. I don't have enough money. I just have enough to buy things for my daughter. When must I buy this for that one, for this one? So they were on the verge of even calling off that nikah. I believe just recently I heard, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala solved the situation, things were resolved. But this is one of many examples of how when we face with any situation in life, then a person is under pressure, the wife puts pressure on him, the children put pressure on him. Sometimes it's your wealth, corruption in your wealth, earning that wealth. How does that person earn that wealth? How does he spend it? You might earn that wealth in a halal way, but that is not a guarantee that you will spend it in a halal way. So these are the types of fitna that Nabi Sallallahu referred to with regards to one's children, one's family, one's another neighbor. The neighbor, one of the worst things that a person can encounter is a bad neighbor. Ask people who lived in these situations and who had to live next to people who were very, very difficult to deal with. It becomes a nightmare. So these are all fitnas. And the fitna for this is, the, the compensation for this fitna, the kafara is, as I mentioned, salah, song, fasting. If a person keeps the fast of Ramadan, of course, that is a great thing, the greatest of fast. 
But we need to try to even keep nafil fast after Ramadan. Making extra salah. What is your cause of action when you are faced with some fitna? What did Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa do? He went to the musalla and he offered salah. His cause of action was, his recourse for help against a fitna was to offer two rakat salah. So that is a form of kafara. Amr bin ma'roof nahi alim munkar. That's very important. To tell people good things, to invite people to good things, to prohibit something that is wrong, whether it's your own family. Now here comes a big test. Sometimes we cannot tell our own wives that look, this is wrong, you've got to do it this way, don't do it that way. Or we can tell them, but they're not prepared to listen. Sometimes we cannot even tell our own children. That is why I tell fathers and mothers, appreciate this one thing. If you have children, sons or daughters, even if they're doing wrong, but if they are prepared to listen to you and respect you, that is a great na'mat from Allah. It is indeed a great na'mat. Because, and I've seen this in the lives of many people, that initially, especially when they are teenagers, those kids grow up, they don't listen, they do whatever they want to do, but they respect the parents, they will not be disrespectful, <coughs> they will not do any wrong in, the, in, in front of the parents, that is that respect. So the time will come when you keep on advising them, advising them with love, with, with affection, the time will come when they will switch over and change their lives. Some, some children started changing their lives when the father died or the mother died. That is also strange. But at least my policy is this, my belief is that if it takes you 50 years to change your life, but you do it before you die, Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at least it's an achievement. And if it takes you 10 years and you don't achieve that and you die, of course we know the consequences in the akhirah. So children, it's a big test. Allah says in the Quran, fitna. Your wealth and your children are fitna. I told you that fitna, one of the meanings of fitna is corruption. Corruption in wealth. Today we have so much evil and corruption that takes place just because of wealth. A person to earn wealth, to increase his wealth, he doesn't care what he does. We are seeing now that manifestation of the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa also that comes in Sahih Bukhari, that a time will come, yushiku ayyati ala nasi zamanun la yubalu maru min ayna akhada min al-halal am min al-haram. A time will come when a man won't worry where he earns where he gets his things from, whether it is haram, whether it is halal. Look how people are stealing today, stealing the wealth, public wealth are being stolen. And there's no, there's no compassion, there's no, there's no guilty conscience. And I'll tell you why, why at least a mu'min, a believer, when he's got iman, he may commit a sin, but it will trouble him. It will prick his conscience, it will hurt him. He will not rest, he won't be at ease. But people who don't have this conscience, they don't care for them, they justify their wrong. So, how can people steal like this and still sleep easy at night? It, because they believe that we are justified, we've got the right to do this. But that's another story for another day. But here we find that these types of fitna that affect us, and it's happening, as I said, in our communities, where with, with your wife, with your children. Sometimes it's not something that you are doing to please the wife. You are doing something to please Allah. 
But then you get a backlash from the wife, a backlash from your own children. How does that man, that father, the, the man of the house, how does he cope, how does he handle these challenges? So remember your salah, your fasting, lots of sadaqah, amr bil ma'roof. Inshallah, maybe next week we'll meet again if Allah Ta'ala keeps us alive. People are dying every day here in this country nowadays, throughout the world. We don't know how long you live. A person gets sick today, three days later, you hear that he's in the Qabristan. So we make dua Allah Ta'ala protects us. So if we, Allah Ta'ala keeps us alive, we'll explain inshallah next week further a bit more about the fitna that can be compensated for or that can be blocked through Amr bin Maruf, Nahi Ali Munkar. And then of course, the important thing here is there are some other actions that we can do, activities that we can engage in that inshallah will save us, protect us from this onslaught of the fitna around us. Allah Ta'ala grant us the strength to perform these a'mal of deen. Ameen.